everyone, and welcome to episode 147 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, uh, Thursday night. Thursday night, because I'm going on a boat party trip. I don't know what's happening, dude. Are you going on a boat? Are you going to sing We're on a Boat? Hopefully. I've been singing it a lot recently because people sing, whenever someone says flips and shit, Uh which for some reason happens quite often to me, Um, I I can only think about the dolphin splash and getting everybody all wet. Okay. Which is what happens after we're doing flips and shit in the Mm -hmm. song. Uh, and then I could sing the whole rest of the song to you, but I, the podcast doesn't need that right now, but I love, I'm on a boat. Uh, I don't know why I'm going to be on a boat, but we'll figure that out when the time comes tomorrow (laughs) evening slash Saturday. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, I won't be here tomorrow. I'll be living the boat life. Uh, but we are here on land currently and video game news occurred. Starboard. I don't, I don't actually know any boat term. I just know that's a term. I don't know. What yeah. It is. Well, there's port, there's port and starboard and sure, I don't know sure. which direction is which on that. Uh, yeah, that, that is, that is, a, that is a boat term. Uh, anyways, I was my mind was blown by this one today. They announced a free Pokemon Snap update coming out. What is it's, it's coming out August third? It's three new stages. Uh, there's gonna be thirty, no twenty new Pokemans. Uh, it's cool. The stages sound cool. One of them is a Honey I Shrunk the Kids scenario, and you get shrunk down to a little tiny size, and the Pokemon are all big, and you're like, oh. whoa, that's a Pidgey's ass. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but the other two were like a weird, like uh, desert wasteland that has swamps in it. And the other one looks like a fun jungle. It actually looks like the river stage from the ridge. Oh, cool. Um, so, they, yeah, they look cool. The, they have day and night, except for the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids one. Um, and, yeah, they didn't really show many of the new Pokemon, it looked like they're obviously going to reuse a lot of the assets, but have them do new things. Mm-hmm. Um, the three new Pokemon I saw were Gyarados, Feraligator, and Shroomish. Which, awesome. those are three weird Pokemon. But, uh, you know, Feraligator's cool. I like my boy. I, yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing negative to say about any of those, I guess. Uh, yeah, Shroomish is weird, but I mean, whatever. Uh, that's it's interesting. They spoiled a lot of the legendaries in the trailer for it, which I thought was kind of funny. If you don't watch the trailer, you're not spoiled. That's true, but I just mean for the main game. Like if someone oh, hadn't yeah. played the main game, you'd be like, "Oh, I see." Uh, but yeah, it's cool. Like I guess they just had enough support, and people took eight trillion D pictures, and they were like, "We're gonna put that shit out for free." I was like, damn, I was going to pay for it, but I guess you can give it to me for free. That's I, fine. I guess I'll play it if you insist. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to play that. Show. I'm very excited. Uh, August 3rd. Video mm-hmm. games are out of control. I mean, when are you so, going to find time to play it? I don't have time to play anything right now. You I'm going to be on a boat. You're going to be on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not on August 3rd. I'll be no, able no. to play Pokemon stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, like you have a lot of games like out right now yeah 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 i do it's a problem that we'll talk about later but i mean like and then you have more coming up so it's just gonna be hard to find oh it's time. gonna be rough but i it probably will take me not that long to beat those three stages you know 
and I'm always down to take pics of the Pokemon. So now I do have a question for you. Uh huh. This is completely unrelated. Yeah. Do I still sound sick? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you still kind of sound kind of stuffed up a little bit, but like better definitely definitely better yeah <laughs> i can tell that you're not about to cough constantly all the time now uh-huh, uh-huh. just occasionally so that, yeah just occasionally which is better that's yes, better yes. you know yeah that's the awesome thing about uh sinus infections is it just gets to a point where it's like i feel fine but i think i'm just gonna have this cough for the rest of my life you know yeah and, and just be a little stuffed up you know that's that's mm-hmm. this is just my new permanent state so that's get, a, hey get used to it that's exciting Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love that? I, you know, it's, you know, change in life. You know, this is, uh, everyone's looking for change. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, back to, uh, the news. Uh, Playdate. uh yeah, the Playdate pre-orders went up today. It d- did fuck up eventually, but I got mine right away. Ooh. Uh, they, they like had 20,000 to, uh, ship out in the initial batch and they, uh, they were not supposed to ever say they sold out, but like something happened with their algorithm where like for two minutes, it said it was sold out uh, like an hour or two in. And I guess uh, they had to use some foreign plugin to do international shipping. And even though they warned the service provider like a hundred times, like, there's going to be a lot of traffic on this mm-hmm. on this day. So like you guys got to get ready and they did not get ready. And the app like blew up, I guess. So a lot of people that don't live in the U S and Canada um, had problems getting international shipping for it. Uh, but they said they're trying to work on that. Uh, the site still seems to be up and functioning. So I think it's still the first wave. I don't know the 20,000 people actually ordered yet. Uh, they have said that the support was like more than they anticipated. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, those will ship out at the end of this year. I'm pretty excited because uh, mm-hmm. I just, it's a fun thing. I want to crank it. You know, sure. I love to crank it. That's what they, that's what I do. Um, sad news, Matt. Skatebird delayed. Until September 16th. That's a month. It was supposed to come out the August 16th. I mean, a bad game released. Or <laughs> we're, mean, we're mean to skate, Skatebird here on this podcast because I played the demo and it was bad. I watched people play the demo and it looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kickstarted it, so I will, um, I will play it or try to play it and then give up immediately when it feels bad. And then just play Tony Hawk and then be like, oh, this is this is what I was looking for. Yeah, it's just funny because like when the Skatebird was announced, Tony Hawk was not. So like, right. It's rough for Skatebird. Uh, and then Skate wasn't announced yet. either. Skate wasn't announced either. But in actual sad news, Kenna Bridge of Spirits was delayed until September. I saw that and I was instantly yelled at no. And then I thought and I was like, you know what? I have quite a bit coming out in August here. Uh, yeah. And like, it sounds like they're like really close still. They mm-hmm. just wanted to polish it up to make it the best experience it can sure. be. And like, good on you. Yeah. And then on the complete opposite end of the fucking spectrum, Digimon survive, which is a turn-based strategy game that uses drawn art was delayed until 2022. This game was announced in like fucking 2018 or something. This isn't the end of the quarter. What? I, well, no, I'm just like three three games got delayed this this week. So I was thinking, like, is this the end of the quarter? And that's why like games are getting delayed right now. Well, no, two of these are indie games. <laughs> oh, that's fair. And one is a game that they have had to be like, uh, you know what, guys? It's still not coming out this year. 
because well, they're fucking stupid. Well, it's kind of like, is it published by PlayStation? Uh, no. It, okay. I don't think so. Because it's only it's a PlayStation exclusive, so I, mean, yes. I was just kind of wondering. Uh, it is published by Ember Labs, the people that are making it. Okay. So. Uh, but yeah, Digimon Survive. What the fuck, man? It's pissing me off. That shit looks so good. Three years ago when they announced it and it should have been out. And then people were like, oh, well, it's a Digimon game. They must not be putting that many resources into it. A Digimon game came out every year for five years. Okay. <laughs> and then this one was this supposed to be the next year. And they were like, no, 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 no. We'll wait two or three years. Like, what the fuck, man? And it's like, I get it. It's hand-drawn art, but it's like a strategy RPG. Like, it can't. it's not like they're like fucking making some groundbreaking new type of gameplay that's never been experienced before. I just don't... I don't know, man. It's weird. Uh, also today, people had been waiting for Sony to put out the firmware for you to be able to put in new NVMe SSDs. Uh, and they did that. Uh, and it is exactly as people expected, where it is a giant fucking dumb boondoggle. Uh, because you have to have the beta, the newest beta firmware for it to even work. Mm. Um, and then also they will only accept certain ones, but then if there is like a heat sink on it, it might not fit and you're not supposed to put your own heat sink on it. And you have to like take the PS five apart in a weird way, uh, whatever. Normal humans will never do this. Yes, I will. Uh, but NVMe SSDs are pretty expensive. So like, uh, I can't remember which major hard drive manufacturer it was that already put out their stuff. It might have been Western Digital, but it was like a uh, hundred seventy bucks for five hundred gigs, which is like par for the course for that type of so, SSD. So this is just get, getting you more storage space. Yes, that is fast like the PS5's internal drive, but not as quite as fast. And depending on if it has certain, we can't get into how hard drives work on this podcast, uh, but depending on if it has certain features that most SSDs have now, it will like actually slow it down in the PS5 because it doesn't support something. It's weird, and it seems just like a giant fucking pain in the ass. They should have just released larger storage than 500 gigs on the ps5 well because it was i mean realistically it's like what 600 and something because like there's quite a bit getting taken up by this just like the, the software right uh yeah so it did the ps5's base is 500 gigs normally so it's less than that is it really did you get a terabyte there is there's only 500 gigs oh there's only 500 gig models oh because i think my series x is like a, a terabyte because i think i can like fill up like seven hundred thousand gigs or 700 gigs i thought it was 500 gigs mm, nope it's a storage it's sorry it's a storage it is a terabyte on the ps5 sorry that's what i thought because like but then there's like so much getting taken up that's only like yeah it's like gigs. it's like 250 gigs at least is being taken up by the because like because I think like the Series X has like a hundred hundred get more gigs like mm-hmm. of actual space because of that. So. But like then it's also kind of weird because like games are huge now for installs, but like also they're <laughs> smaller on the well, PS5. It, like if you have the yes. PS5 and the PS4 version installed side by side, the PS5 version will be considerably smaller. Unless it's like Call of Duty, then it's like three hundred gigabytes no matter what. I'm sure. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but like uh, most games are yes. a significant amount mm-hmm. smaller for the PS5 version just because of the way they can be compressed. Which I understand for some people with like data caps and stuff, that really sucks. But for me, like I'm fine just like uninstalling stuff that I'm like, I'm probably never going to play this again anyway. So. Uh, yeah, but it's like a huge pain in the ass too. If you like uninstalled something and then they like release DLC and then you have to download the fucking patches again and install it and download the DLC. I guess I just make a plan and just like start downloading it and then just go to bed. See, that is like a wild scenario to me, because most of the time I feel like most people would just be like, "Okay, I want to play this game now. I'm going to fucking put it in and then immediately be disappointed by the fact that it's going to take fucking eight hours. No, I just make plans ahead of time and just kind of download. And then, like, when I get around to it, I get around to it. It's a crazy way to live, man. Making Isn't plans? It? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know what that's like. Uh, so, yeah, the PS5 thing seems like a giant <coughs> fucking boondoggle. And it is definitely too small. The story, the internal storage of the PS5 is too small. Same thing with the Series X. It is too small. They but the Series X, they planned and they made it very easy to get expansions. They sure did. They also made it hella expensive. It's expensive. No way that is fucking crazy. Because it literally, like the Xbox one blows my mind because it is literally these NVMe drives just with a fucking plastic casing around them. Mm-hmm. But uh, to to Xbox's credit, theirs all will be as fast as the internal storage, whereas the PS5s will not because they are making you buy the drive and install it instead of having it be like a stupid fucking memory card. Like the series, the series X is like the fucking Vita memory cards. Uh, Not not the NVMe drives are cheap, so I, you know. Yeah, and I'm just kind of curious, the. Oh yeah, it's like two hundred and fifty dollars for yeah the Xbox. Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But at least they they planned ahead. And well, but like, I mean, Sony did plan ahead too. That's why there's a slot for another NVMe in the PS5 in the first place. But isn't it harder to get to? I mean, they made it so you can take it apart. Oh, okay. I mean, the Xbox, sure, you just plug it in, but I mean, it's technically the same thing, except that I just have to undo a single screw. Oh, man, that's that's more. Well, and I kind of have to you have to pry off one of the sides, too, a little bit, but it's made to come off because you can replace the sides. So, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, And so that's kind of dumb. But, you know, we're living in the new age. I'm sure that they will eventually release PS5s that have more storage. Um, yes. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. And then hopefully I will be able to get one at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final thing that happened today, just a couple hours ago, is Annapurna had their showcase. I didn't write down nearly anything that happened in this because it was a lot of announcements of like, them partnering with previous indie game studios that have made games already that just like announcing that like, Hey, we made this partnership and not showing a game or some games that were just like announced, but they will never be out for like three years. Uh, But there was one that they announced at like E3 called the artful escape, which is by the person who made sound shapes for Sony. Um, And it's like a weird music esque game. Uh, Actually, no, this isn't that that's not the same thing. That lady is making a game that she didn't name. 
anyways, I don't know. This is a music based game, but it comes out September 9th and it will launch on Game Pass as well. Uh, Neon White is another game that was announced semi recently, which is the guy who made Donut County, Ben Esposito. Mm. Um, and this is like a weird first person shooter speed running thing with like cards. It actually is really interesting that I'm probably going to get it when it comes out this winter. Uh, you like you have like a card that is your pistol, but then like if you discard that, it, they have abilities. So like you discard the pistol card and then you can double jump. And you're like trying to beat the levels as fast as you can. So they're like 20 seconds or like 30 seconds, depending on how sick you are. But it's really weird. Like each gun type, when you discard it, has a certain ability. Like you go super fast or like you double jump or you fly or whatever the fuck. And then you just pick up more cards really quickly as you go through the thing. Uh, It looks really cool. And it looks like there's like a social element where you like pick up gifts in the levels and can give them to characters and then they give you side quests and uh weird stuff i it's interesting i ben esposito is a good game developer so i that will be interesting uh they announced a new game called storyteller which they said is coming very soon to switch and pc and it's like i don't really know how to describe this but i thought it was really cool it's like it shows like a page of a book that has like four panels and it'll say like, make a story about loss. And then you'll be given like five things you can choose from. And it's like a lady and a man and a gravestone. And you just have to like use the things you are given and put them in the panels together to like, so you're kind of like given like stickers and then you like stick stickers into like the, the panel type. type of thing. Yeah. But like to try to fit the story, they're asking you right, to tell. Right. And they like, first it starts off really simple and then it like gets wildly convoluted where it's like, Oh, make sure that this man is like killed by a monster or like snake venom and all this weird stuff and they give you more panels to work with uh it seemed interesting but it is coming to pc and switch soon um uh solar is Ash, it more of like a puzzle game it is sort of to, it's, it's like a puzzle game yeah so you're you're trying to match everything up it isn't like a choose your own adventure type. you can do you can if whatever you can figure out that works so there would be multiple okay. ways to solve it in in theory Okay, but it is a puzzle game where you're trying yeah, to yeah. solve it rather than like you're just trying to like create a story. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Solar Ash, the game made by Heart Machine, the people that made Hyper Light Drifter. Uh, this is like a PS5 uh, partnership exclusive thing, so it'll only be on PC uh, and um, PS4, PS5. Uh, but it actually got a release date this time, October 26th. Uh, this game has been shown tons and tons of times uh, at Sony things and other stuff. So that's cool. I'm excited for that. Um, and then people had been since they announced the game Stray about the cat and the robot man mm-hmm. at the PS5, like initial reveal thing. People have been like, where's this? Uh, the answer is it's coming out early 2022. And I can't wait to play this game, dude. I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know what I thought it was going to be but it's basically like an exploration game with a cat. And like somehow this cat falls into this weird, like dilapidated robot city. And then it like becomes friends with a drone. And like, then you can use the drone to like hack into shit so that the cat can like get to new areas. And like, you talk to the robot people and they like, you just do a bunch of weird cat shit like you rub up against the robots and then their faces turn into hearts and they're super psyched but then they were like but there's enemies too and it's like these weird little dudes are trying to kill you but then 
some professor gives you the ability to kill them with a light. I don't know. It just looks like a fun exploration, 3D exploration time where you solve environmental puzzles and shit. Hmm. It looks very good graphically. That is another, I believe, PS5 slash PC exclusive. Um, so uh, that is cool. I hope by early 2022, they mean January, but we'll see. Um, <clears throat> I mean, some people might consider like May early 2020. Some people may. I don't think that that is uh, <laughs> that's what's going to happen here. But um, and then the big reveal, which is what I was waiting for when Steam accidentally leaked this months ago, is that there was going to be DLC for the Outer Wilds called Echoes of the Eye. Hey, turns out there's DLC for the Outer Wilds called Echoes of the Eye. And, and it this comes is out. not to be confused with Outer Worlds. That's true. This is a good game. That oh, is, don't say that. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and I don't think the other one was a bad game. I mean, it's not great, in my opinion, but they're making a sequel. So it's like Fallout, but hilarious. This is not. This is Space Exploration, the video game. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're also porting it to Switch, but it like can't work on Switch. So they're like working with Unity, like the people who make Unity to make it work on the Switch, which I think is hilarious. Well, it struggled on the Xbox. Uh, it had issues on the Xbox. That That's mostly fixed now through patches and stuff. Oh, I'm uh, sure. But I'm just saying like it struggled on the Xbox. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. And but then like, like then they put out the PS4 version. And when it came to Steam, like they fixed a lot of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, the, I don't know. So they're literally they have to work with the people who made the engine they made the game on to get it to work. And they're like, that's coming sometime. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Why would you even promise this? Uh, but then they were like, but also... This DLC, September 28th, for all the versions you know and love that aren't the Switch version. And I said, thank God. Uh, And I will be playing that on September 28th. I may play the entire game again on the PS4 because I played it on my Xbox the first time. Mm. Just just a prep. Uh, And they were very vague about when this takes place because (laughs) he says specifically, he's like, many of you may be asking, how could there be DLC to this game? why is there DLC to this game? And then he just kind of sits silently for five seconds and he's like, so yeah, here's the trailer. (laughs) Um, And it looks like uh, it does take place afterwards, but it's actually, it literally should be impossible for there to be DLC for this game. I, I mean, like it's an infinite time loop, or it, it is a time loop. Well, so. but then In there's theory, the then there's the end of the game where there can be no more. There can always be more. Well, not really. I can't give away the ending of Outer Wilds, but there can be no more after what occurs at the end of Outer Wilds. So, uh, the universe blows up. Well, and not and everyone dies. Like that's. I mean, not necessarily. No, but, I, I have no idea what happens. Uh, so it does look like it takes place afterwards, but like maybe also before because they showed some different scenes but they showed what happens everyone dies the universe blows up but then the big bang happens and it starts all over i mean kind of yes but this does not look like it would this looks like it takes place with already existing stuff so i don't know Uh, i don't care when it takes place to be honest i'm ready to play uh september 28th baby let's go and that is this is, uh, possible to platinum or do you think that'd be way too difficult? Uh, it's it has like a lot of really weird achievements for like mm-hmm. doing specific like orbital rotations and shit that I don't have the patience to do. Sure. 
uh and i would have to also so a lot of them are like wildly specific like i i have like two of the achievements on xbox or something like i I have like none so uh yes if the ps4 trophies are the same then i I, which i assume that's how that works and they're the same yeah i would guess so but uh we'll see Uh, so i will be playing that i'm excited for some of these i'll play solar ash i'll play stray you know I'll try the Artful Escape because it's on Game Pass. I wouldn't otherwise, but... Yeah, Annapurna, they make more, like... I don't mean this in a negative way, but, like, very artistic games. Like Yes, because, I mean, they're also a film studio, and it's all about artistic films as well, so... So, like, they typically don't align with my gaming habits mm-hmm. too often, but they do align with yours. So. Yes, but also a lot of the things they showed involved first-person shooting this time. Oh. Uh, which is what neon white is. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, neon white, that one definitely did intrigue me. Yeah. And then there was another one that was really weird where it's like a first person shooter, but the person smelled bad and like the space pirates could smell them and then killed them. And then they died, but a defibrillator auto defibrillated them. I, that game was weird. And I did not put that on here, but there's a bunch of weird, sh- they're doing a bunch of weird shit. So I don't know. That's cool though. Uh, I hope people continue to make weird shit. Have we heard anything from the makers of What Remains of Edith Finch? Uh, it's coming to mobile platforms very soon. It was in this. Oh, I was kind of hoping for something new. Well, if you were hoping for no. it to come to mobile, <laughs> you got your wish, Matt. I was not hoping for that. Uh, yeah, well... Hang on. Now I'm going to look that up because I thought the same thing, but then I saw what remains of Edith Finch pop up and I was like, oh, God damn it. Uh, they are not doing anything right now that they have announced. OK, which I I remember seeing like what remains of Edith Finch. I think that took them like five plus years. To it make. did. They made Unfinished Swan and then it took five years and they made what remains of Edith Finch. And then that's it. And that was 2017 that they released mm-hmm. What Remains of Edith Finch. So, and it took them four years to release the the mobile version. Look, I, that's weird. I, that was probably Annapurna was just like, I mean, we can do this. Phones are good mm-hmm. enough now. Here, here you go. And then like Unfinished Swan was like it was originally like a PlayStation Move exclusive on the PS3, but like then they changed it and put it out on other platforms. I don't know. Anyways, what remains of you? The Finch fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see something they would do next. I think that is probably my favorite of the Annapurna games. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's Outer Wilds. Uh, yes, that is true. But I'm thinking out, out that which would be a by a large margin. I'm trying to think other than that. That might be the case for me as well. Like outside of Outer Wilds. Sure. Um, but they make a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Really? I looked up Tunic because I get Annapurna and Finji confused all the time. And uh, Finji is doing Tunic, but they tweeted and said that their release is technically very soon, whatever that means. So hopefully this year. Very excited. It Very soon. Could be May of 2022. It's, I want it so bad. People said I watched that demo and people were just like, this is delightful. And I was yeah. like, it does look delightful. <laughs> I would love to play as this little fox, man. Mm-hmm. When can I do that? So hopefully that's around the corner. I don't know. I still think it's going to be funny when that's the best Zelda game that gets released in 2021. 
Uh, yeah, that will be funny. <laughs> oh man, I thought there was something about like an ID at Xbox showcase coming up, but I made that up in my brain when I just looked it up. So. Oof. I just want Tunic to come out. I just want them yeah, to yeah. be like, oh, <laughs> yes, here's the release date. So I can just be like, okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it for the news. Not a lot, but I, you know, I pulled it out. Yeah, yeah. I, so, uh, some good stuff here. Uh, some unfortunate delays, but you know, ultimately. Um, Digimon Survive's never coming out. I'm calling it now. They're going to cancel it. Hey, Pokemon Snap update. So that is cool. That is cool. I'm very excited. I never would have expected that, to be honest. I mean, like Nintendo updated Mario Party like four years. <laughs> no, later, that's so. sort of like I was expecting like two years from now. They were going to be like, you guys remember Pokemon Snap? Uh-huh. This game that would have been a very easy DLC opportunity. Well, we're adding multiplayer or something mm-hmm. like I don't something that no one wanted. I don't know. So, hey, all right, I'll take it. I'll pay them. They want me to get they want to make more stages after this. I'll pay them for it. I still think they should have done like a more like a friend leaderboard type thing where it like it shows yes. you like and then like it gives you a reason to really want to like compete and get like higher and scores. I agree with that, Matt. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a Nintendo <laughs> product made by the Pokemon company. <laughs> yes. So we'll never get that. No, no. Which I was saying that before the game came out. Oh, yeah. And that I was not going to come out then. So uh yeah well i guess this one is mostly namco bandai they might know how to do that but like mm. i but pokemon <laughs> company would be like i don't understand like why would people want that they'd be like hey we're the most successful entertainment franchise of all time we mm-hmm. know what we're doing please yes. calm down <laughs> let's, uh, let's chill out here good features no 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 <laughs> reasons another reason to get people to keep playing our game no. I mean, look, this is the first time we've done this since the N64. We know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, People have only been demanding it every day for the last like 20 years. <laughs> totally fine. Great company. Good marketing. Uh, so we've played games. I played games. You played mm-hmm. games. Who's going to talk about the games? I usually go first. I guess okay, you first. can. Yeah, uh, sure. You played uh, more I played, of the same. Uh, some Slack Hooper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making my way through the second mission now. Or oh, no, nice. Third. Nice. Because it's like, yeah, I think it's the third chapter because like it's the tiger mm-hmm. and you go through it and then he like runs to the jungle and now I'm going through like the jungle stuff. So I guess it is like the third chapter. Mm. How how are you feeling about it? Um, My enjoyment is starting to decline. Okay. I think it is just like it's just kind of feeling like more of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it is, to be fair. So like, I don't know if I'm going to continue, mm. but I was really enjoying myself at the beginning. But like, it is starting to die off. So mm-hmm. uh, I will admit, this last time I, I did kind of ask myself, like last time I was playing, it, I was like, "Am I having fun, or mm. am I just kind of like going through the motions?" And I, I was like, "I'm going to give this one more tr- like like try, and if I'm not into it, I'm going to have to give this back to Manny." Yeah, because yeah. he's been dying to get it back. I have. So, like, I I do love me some Sly Cooper, but um, uh, now Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I am making my way through. It hell is yeah. just a brain dead. I'm pushing buttons and numbers. Oh, hell and hell yeah, it is. And uh, I am into that. Who do you? Who have you been using on your squad? Uh, Wolverine. Nice. He's very good. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spider Man. Oh hell yeah. Uh, Blade. Oh, dude, we I think we probably have the same Ultimate Alliance team, I think. <laughs> and uh, Iron Man. 
Okay, now I would not use Iron Man probably, but I Blade, yes, mm-hmm. definitely, and Spider Man always. He's always fun mm-hmm. in all these types of games. So I'm primarily just using Wolverine though. Cause oh, he's because he's fun. so good, and he's got yeah, the yeah. like regen and shit. He's fucking stupid always. He was really good at X Men to... Origins as well. Yes, I did have to go through and be like, I don't like this modern costume that they have. Oh and yeah, he had he had to have the the real uh, like the actual his actual comic book uh, yeah and like so that's what that's one of the other reasons why i think ultimate alliance one is better than two is because like there are a lot of those like unlockable alternate costumes Mm -hmm. so it really feels like this is like a love letter to marvel thing and then two like it's just slightly less deep like if you want to get into that and not just have it be totally brain dead like on harder difficulties and stuff and they like took away a lot of that stuff that's like really for like fans of Marvel shit. So it just felt like they were just like people really liked this first one. We got to cash in. Right. And it was like, oh, I still like kind of like this, but just not not as much, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, co- different costumes that rules, too, you know. Oh, that circus level, I don't know if you remember that, but I was like, this is bizarre. I don't. All of my memories of that game are from the first stage, the carrier. Okay. I just like in my mind that is burned into my brain. And for some reason, it's the only thing I can think about <laughs> other than that also blends together with X-Men Legends and X-Men Legends 2 for mm-hmm. me. And me and my friends used to when we were younger play the multiplayer but only in professor xavier's mansion because it had physics on all the walls and you could throw people and they would smash into the walls and like break them and that was really cool so it all blends together in my brain space and marvel ultimate alliance 3 has the 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 professor mansion it does yes i'm a big fan Mm -hmm. uh but the game i've been playing the most this week and i just have have been having a hard time not playing is Immortal Phoenix Rising. Genshin Impact. I understand. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying this is better than Breath of the Wild, Manny, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying it quite a bit more than Breath of the Wild. <sighs> it's fucked up. Um, I just, I don't know what it is, but like, I- I'm a little upset with Ubisoft that they released like three big open world games back to back like they did last year. This one definitely would have been in my top 10. I Because if you remember last year, I was like, I keep playing Assassin's Creed. I don't really know why, but I keep playing it. Mm-hmm. This, I'm just like, I know why. I'm just like, I'm loving the exploration, which, I mean, it does have the stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just, like, the stamina is not bothering me nearly as much. And I think it's just one of those things where it's just like, I like everything else, so I can just kind of let, let the stamina not bother me nearly as much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with like, a lot of, like... A lot of your favorite games, like you recognize that there are flaws, but mm-hmm. you just like they don't bother. Yeah, you. they don't bother like, you as much. Yeah, uh, like I think that's a case here. But like I'm enjoying the combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm enjoying just kind of like there isn't like a uh, an XP leveling up system, but there are ways to like upgrade your character and mm-hmm. like, make make them stronger. And I'm enjoying that. Um, I and I don't know, like I just kind of enjoy just climbing up, looking around, like setting points like and like finding things and then just kind of going and just kind of like opening up chests and just going through the um the tombs which are basically just the the breath of the wild shrines Shrines, yeah uh so like some of them are puzzle based some of them are combat based uh i mean it is literally just breath of the wild but it's like it's breath of the wild for me yeah yeah I also what I think is really funny is those like the shrine things or whatever they're called. They're Mm -hmm. literally what they are in Genshin Impact. Like they're like Mm -hmm. in like a weird floating nameless void most of the time. 
Yes. And like that is just that is straight up what they are in Genshin Impact as well. So oh, when I was watching the quick look, I was like, holy shit, these games are all blending together. They're like Well, like Genshin in like those two games would have been made at the same like together. They would have been, yeah. So it's not like they but... stole something from each yes. other. It's just like, how did these two games come out around the same time mm-hmm. and they both have like this weird same aesthetic in these areas? Like just bizarre shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, so uh nope. I uh basically the game split up into like like four different areas and then there's like like the central hub kind of like breath of the wild i basically cleared out area one and then i moved into area two but i could see myself putting probably a good like 60 to 80 hours into this game oh yeah well i mean it's like a it seems like it has a ubisoft type of thing where it's just like there's a chest over there there's a thing Mm -hmm. over there oh my god but i'm so close to this thing i might as well do this thing gotta do this thing Mm -hmm. yeah and like that's how i have been with genshin in the new area so i i know your feelings i did the same thing where it was just like saturday i was like i'm gonna play this for an hour and then it was like six hours later and i was like oops oh no (laughs) yeah yeah the difference is when you climb towers like you have to like pull out a scope and then just kind of yeah like look around rather than just like hey i climbed this and now like you're just like populated everything Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i mean like when i got to that new area i was like i'm just gonna pick a direction and just go in that direction so like you Mm -hmm. know and that's what I'm, you know, sometimes I am looking for more just like a brain dead, ex- which I mean, this is kind of brain dead as well, but like, it's just kind of fun to just be like, I'm just going to go in this direction and whatever I run into, I run into and everything I'm getting, I'm upgrade, like it's making my character stronger. Uh, so no, um, I am definitely very much enjoying my time with this. I've been thinking about this hard. Like, I'm not surprised uh, just because like, hey, I love Syndicate. I loved uh, Odyssey, AC Odyssey out of the, the the three newer ones, which it's all the same studio. Mm. So it's like, it's not really surprising that this one I'm enjoying. I do think I'm liking it more than Odyssey. Although Odyssey had a lot of like technical issues where this just does not. Mm. Uh, but like, as of right now, I would probably put this like top four Ubisoft open world game I've played. So. Mm. And I'm only like, probably 15 hours in or so don't worry there's like 80 more hours for you to burn out and hate it by the end uh see like <laughs> i i've learned my lesson with breath of the wild and i won't do that again yeah because like i remember breath of the wild not to get off track a little bit but like the th- the first 30 hours i loved and i had a great time and then i was like i should probably start wrapping this up and i started focusing more on the story mm-hmm. and then like the last 10 hours i just like hated mm. so it's like it's the only game i regret like beating if i had just kind of played and just kind of continued to just like explore the open world and just kind of like did whatever i wanted to do i bet i'd be much more feel much more positive mm. about that game mm-hmm. cuz like i know you and i disagree i think all of that storied stuff was just terrible what would that mean there like isn't a story like you just like read a memory I, I'm talking about like the the like the main dungeons or whatever. The, the oh oh yeah yeah stuff. yeah, like all of that stuff. I just like I didn't enjoy any of that. Yeah for yeah. Reason. So like, so it's it's just hard because like, unfortunately, you're gonna remember what you did last mm-hmm. and not the first thirty hours. I remember the like the last mm-hmm. ten. So like, I have been thinking that at some point I should go back to the Breath of the Wild and just like mm. hop back into that world and just like. Dick, dick around and not do any of that that stuff so like but i don't know now we're getting off track and i'll let you uh 
Uh, talk about the three games you've been playing. Uh, so I started after I played so many hours of Genshin Impact because the new area came out and I'm still playing like two or three hours a day when I intend to only play one. Uh because I'm doing the dailies, but then there are like other things that I have to do. I'm like wrapping up with what I feel like necessary to do now because I've like reached the conclusion of the new story. I've explored most of the new islands. So it's just like I could continuously just keep searching for stuff, but now it's just like I can do dailies and it'll be fine Mm -hmm. for a while, but I enjoyed my time with it. Like that's why it's weird because like, I feel like people get like, they start to hate it. And it's because they like force themselves to like do as much as humanly possible every day. But like there was a period of time where like I didn't even log in for a couple weeks. You know what I mean? And then it's just like I don't get why people have this like thing in their head where they can't just drop it and then come back when there's new content. Mm -hmm. Because like especially this is a whole new open world area there's so much to do. Like it's, it is, like I said, like I will see a chest. I'll beat the enemies, get the chest and be like, Ooh, there's a puzzle over there. And then be like, Oh fuck. But now there's a chest over here and you just like keep going. And then it's four hours later and you're like, Oh no, so many chests. Um, and like, I, I like that aspect of it, but also like now I have built characters high enough to not suck. And so like, I, I have, I, team of characters i like that i am satisfied with and it's just it's fun so um i played that but after that i uh i kickstarted no longer home um and i played it and it took me an hour and a half to beat and i have a lot of questions about it because i feel like i am missing something or like something happened so it comes out for real tomorrow for people who didn't kickstart it so maybe i'll be able to get some answers to these questions but like originally it was supposed to be like an episodic adventure game type thing where it's not an adventure it's like all takes place in a house and you just like talk to people basically but um they at a certain point last year said that they were not going to make it episodic anymore because it didn't make sense. And now I wonder if they meant it was too short to make episodic because like I beat it in an hour and a half. And then at the end, the achievement I got said you beat chapter one. And I was like, well, if it's not episodic, like what the fuck happened? And I don't know if maybe steam got confused because i had the demo installed and so then like now it thinks the demo is the real game i de- i have no idea so i gotta wait till tomorrow to see if people are like this is short um but other than that i i didn't like it very much and i don't know i don't know why it is but it like the whole conceit of it is it's these two kids who are graduating from college in a week or so and like they're gonna have to like move out and like start their real life or whatever and like as a concept i experienced this in real life so it's like one of those things where it's like oh i would like to see this and like relate to it but it's also they're british and they went to like a pretty like a pretty prestigious art school so it's not one of those things where it's like oh we like are poor and our families are weird or whatever. It was just like, I don't know. This is mean, but it seemed kind of pretentious in a way mm. that like, I was like, Oh, I don't know about this because it's like, Oh, our lives are so hard, but like the brother not. Uh, sure. And I, um, I mean, like, I, I mean, like when you get younger, they, 
you know, they're always going to be like that. Anyway. Well, no, I, I know, but it like, it was like an extra layer of like, Oh, this is really weird because like most, mm. neither one of them, I don't think paid for the college themselves. Sure. So it was, it was, it was a weird thing. Um, and it just like, I also, this is more about me, but like what, uh, one of them is non-binary and the other is transgender, I believe. And like, not to say that those struggles aren't real, but like, I, I don't relate to that. And so like, I can't judge that part of the story, but it's one of those things where I, maybe that will resonate with people who have gone through issues with that or have, have struggled with like gender identity and stuff. Um, right. But I, I mean, that, that isn't even like at the forefront and there's like a lot of weird stuff where like, there are these like monsters that like live in the house with them. And maybe I'm a fucking idiot, but like, I don't know if that was like them doing a mental thing or if that was supposed to represent something. And like, it wasn't long enough for me to really like get a feel of that. I don't know. Anyways, not a huge fan. Uh, but then I continued to play death's door. And that is one of my favorite games of this year for sure. Um, I, last time had only played like an hour or so uh then i beat it in two more sittings and got the true ending which took all together like 12-ish hours um yeah i really liked it um it's interesting because they did a partnership with xbox so it's only on xbox and uh steam i believe and i don't know like it's just fun like it has that fun combat like zelda-esque old combat where you just like recognize the patterns of the bosses and stuff. And like you have slightly different weapons and abilities that you can use to fuck them up. Uh, the plot is funny. Like it's pretty endearing. The characters, like you meet a man who his grandma turned his head into a pot because she was a witch. And then he calls himself pothead. And I like that. Uh, and there are just like goofy things like that throughout the game. Like there is a, you end up in this bar and there's like this squid that is controlling a dead human. And like, it wants you to believe that it is the human, but it's very clear that it's not. And so it's really fucking weird. Uh, but, but I mean like you are a crow and I don't know how they did this, but like the idle animation of the crow is like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, you know how birds like move their heads like really like quickly and at like bizarre angles. Like they got that so perfectly in the idle animation that it's fucking weird. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like it's a fun world to explore. And like I, when I was done, I, I think the post game is interesting. And like it, it, you don't have to do it, obviously. Like you could just be like, okay, I'm done now. But you get this key that opens a bell tower. And when you go to the bell tower and you ring the bell, it makes the world uh, transition to nighttime. And then, like, it doesn't really tell you what to do, but if you go back to each area, there are new things, and the areas are different. And so then you can collect all these things, and once you do, you fight the secret final boss, which I, it made sense to me. I guess I don't want to spoil it, but I really enjoyed that boss fight. Um, I did not 100% it totally, because there were still, like, uh, the equivalent of, like, heart pieces uh, are going to shrines. And, like, once you get four red shrines, you get magic. And four green shrines, you get another heart. I didn't find all those, uh, but I don't have anything else to fight. So it's one of those things where it's like, I could go back if I really wanted to, but I already did, like, all the combat and stuff. So it would just be for, like, personal gratification or something to get a Steam achievement, which, like, 
I already saw the secret ending, so that's fine. But uh, I really like I I really did like it um, as an action game. I uh, big fan. Um, and then I had planned on playing the new world ends with you game and some of the great ace attorney so that I could talk about both. But instead I did not play any of the world ends with you. And I played like 15 hours of the great ace attorney and I love Phoenix, Wright, And I love ace attorney. And this is that, but in Victorian England and uh, it's fucking tight, man. I love ace attorney. I don't know. I, what sucks is I can't, say what the basis of the second and third cases are because it will like spoil major plot points which is really weird um but like the the main problem i had with it is the first case is too long and paced poorly um which happens in ace attorney games all the time there will always be one case where you're like oh my fucking god this judge is an idiot how can we keep prolonging this trial how is this happening uh and this one goes on a little bit too long but it's still enjoyable uh, for me at least and the second case was cool I'm in the third case now and I was playing it right before this and there was a wild plot twist and I oh boy we gotta get back in there uh, and uh, this is the great Ace Attorney Chronicle so it has one and two in it um, and it's interesting because the writer Shutakumi was actually able to like pace it out as a complete story across the two games it's not like where he like wrote one game and then made a sequel and was like, oh, now we can tie these together and then wrote another one in time together. Like he wrote them all as one story, basically. Oh, okay. Um, so it's cool that they're in one package, uh, but it's more like instead of playing one Ace Attorney game that's five cases, it's like playing one that's 10 cases. So you kind of got to like split it out that way. Um, I guess to beat both, it would probably take like 40 hours, um, 40, 45, depending on how long it takes you to read and how long it takes you to figure out uh, the court sequences but i don't know i like it like the main character naru hodo is not a lawyer in the beginning and so like he has to defend himself in court as not a lawyer and he doesn't know anything about law and like since this is the most recent like ace attorney thing like the animations got really good and i always love the animations in court but like a lot they will like slam their hands on the desk and it'll be like really loud. And so like he'll do that, but it like won't make any noise. And then he'll like do a weird double take at his hands. Like how the fuck am I this week? And like when, instead of saying objection, because he's like so nervous, he'll just say, excuse me. And like slowly raise his hand. And the judge is like, what the fuck are you doing? My man. Uh, and like, he does become a lawyer and like becomes more confident in it. And I like seeing that journey. Um, but the best part is Sherlock Holmes to me. Uh, because they had to rename him Herlock Sholmes, which mm-hmm. feels kind of uh, kind of correct, I think, because he might as well just be knockoff Sherlock Holmes because, like, he's an idiot uh, in a spectacular way. Like, he will make all these bizarre deductions that are just so wrong and have no basis in reality, and he'll just, like, appear places and say a bunch of shit, and then you, one of the major mechanics is, like, you figuring out what the fuck he's actually trying to say so that you can like actually deduce real things about the case. Like he looks at the main character and is like, Oh, you must've just returned from Afghanistan. And he's like, dude, I'm Japanese. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and so, yeah, like I, I like that. Um, 
and I, he is a major character across both games, I guess. So that's exciting. Mm. Um, so the person who dies in the first case is Watson. Oh, and so like he is like visiting Japan. The first case takes place in the Japan. The rest of them take place in England. But uh, he's like a visiting professor at their college and he gets killed by someone who I assume is like a, a Sherlock Holmes villain because they make like an obscene amount of references, like really obscure references to Sherlock Holmes stories that are like very specific. Like one of the cases is called the Hounds of Baskerville and shit like that. So it's like, right. I assume Moriarty will be the villain, which I can't wait to see. Like, I'm pretty excited about that coming to fruition or whatever, but yeah, Watson dies. So like you are basically like his Watson almost in a way that I find to be kind of fun. Um, because you don't want to do it because he thinks that Sherlock Holmes is a fucking moron and everybody else around him is like, Oh my God, he's so smart. And you're just like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah, I like it. And it's, it's an interesting one because I've had a lot of people ask me like, Oh my God, you always talk about Ace Attorney and you really like it. Is this one that I could start with? And like, technically yes, because it is, um, it, they, they are standalone and they don't require knowledge of the other ones, but like, they're kind of harder in terms of that because it's just like they were on the 3ds. So there's more to do as opposed to the originals, which are on GBA. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's weird. Like the beginning, the first case, like the pacing I think is really off. So I think that's, that's a bad first impression, especially if you're not like all in and it like, right. this gets better as it goes, according to most people. So uh, yeah, I don't know how easy it is for me to recommend, but as someone who really likes Ace Attorney, I think I just have to play both of these to completion and then start the world ends with you. Cause like once I start, I gotta know, like I gotta, I gotta see it through to the end and I'm very excited. Um, Do you think you'll take a break halfway through? Uh, I think I might, I, I will at least start playing the world ends with you after I beat the first one, I think, uh, which I will probably do. Well, now that I'll probably be gone this weekend, I, uh, you'll be on a boat i will be uh i i bought the physical version on switch because they only released it on switch but i bought the digital ps4 version um so mm. i've been playing it on ps4 but uh yeah i'll probably beat it to early next week though um because the pace i've been playing at i'll probably play for like five hours tonight and then be done with the third case which is only five cases so uh mm -hmm. yeah, i don't know it's fun and i am excited um to to see this because a lot of people say that it is the best story of all of them so when it comes together it like know. counting both of them yeah 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 because yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah like the the first the first three games are very much like a trilogy and then the four five and six were supposed to be a trilogy but there was weird backlash from fans so it like doesn't fully come together but he tried at the end and i i liked it but sure. people really don't like apollo and i find that to be so fucked up because i love apollo um, but yeah, Naruhodo, my boy, he's Phoenix Wright's ancestor. I don't know. Sure. It's fun. Uh, and that is, that's all I played. Um, but I played a lot of Ace Attorney and a lot of Genshin Impact. So. Yeah. Where I, I played a lot of, uh, Moral Phoenix Rising and a little bit of the others. So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, you ready to move into part three? I am. Which we'll do, do a Frosty. We'll do a, fr a Frosty. And then I want to discuss next week's part three. I have an idea that. Okay. Let me. Oh, God. Uh, well, I guess while you're doing that, I guess I'll just throw my idea. Okay. As you know, I've been playing a lot of older games. Mm -hmm. 
So I thought it might be fun to do like a game of the year, but like a 2008 game of the year. Oh shit. I think I still have my 2008 game of the year list. So we'll just kind of like debate a top 10 list of the 2000 best top 10, like the best games of 2008. Our senior year, the year we graduated. Hang on. I have to see if I have this list. Oh, I have 2009. That was, that's the earliest one I have. I think it's a good year. 2009 is a great year. Oh my God. This list sucks. (laughs) Holy shit. 2008. I just come, come with 10 games and we'll, we'll rank them. I this list blows that I made for 2009. I would not. I do not agree with this. Is it possible that you just didn't play all the good games in 2009? Uh, I mean, I played game. I like. I very much disagree with my ordering on this list for sure. I probably a Borderlands. Oh, interesting. Which I did like Borderlands one, and then two was Arkham Asylum, three was Uncharted two, four was Blaze Blue, which I did like a lot then, and Platinumed. Five was infamous. Uh, this list may not actually have 10 games in it because uh, it skips from five to seven. So Dragon Age Origins is seven, which like I would have that way higher. And then Killzone 2, Zelda Spirit Tracks, which I didn't really like that much. And New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which I hate. So I don't also, know what this I don't know what this list is. Also, you're missing uh, Assassin's Creed 2. I didn't play it then. Oh, okay. My bro- I watched Willie play it then, but that's weird. I'm going to have to look somewhere else for that list. That can't be fully correct. Uh, but we're not doing 2009 anyway. We're that's doing true. 2008. 2008. I picked a game from Frosty, though. Awesome. It is a game I do not like. Mario Kart 64. <laughs> what? It's the best one. That is patently not true for me, at least. I feel very passionately about this. Uh, yeah, Mario Kart 64. I most people like this game a lot. I feel like like for people our age, it's just like it's the game everyone kind of like grew up playing. Yeah, well, together. maybe they should play more Mario Kart games. That's my hot take on this. And then it just kind of like became like the college dorm room game as well for a lot of people. It did, but I played Mario Kart Wii in college like a true professional. Well, also Mario Kart Wii is way better than Mario Kart 64. I don't know if I can have 100%. It was when they added bikes. I I like Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart Wii is like a God tier product. I mean, sure. I mean, it's an iterative product. It has more characters, more courses. They well, added it's bikes. It's iterative. They added it bikes after. I I would hope it's better. Well, you would hope that, but that never. That usually does not happen a lot. What do you mean? Iterative games at a certain point have diminishing returns, whereas Mario I Kart mean, is like the opposite of that. Well, like you have what the SNES, and then like sixty four came out, and sixty four was better than the SNES. Uh, I don't agree with that. I would I would way rather play Mario Kart on Super Nintendo than N64. Well, you're just objectively wrong. Well, I, I mean, I don't know that that's true. And also, I would way rather hold the SNES controller than ever touch an N64 controller. And then I do not like Double Dash. I hate Double Dash as well. Uh, the Wii is better than Double Dash. I will the say Wii that. is an excellent game. It might be my and- favorite Mario Kart. And then you have like the Wii U, which is Mario Kart Mario 8. Mario Kart 8, is there, which is a masterpiece as well. Which is, which is I will say, is the best one. 
I I still think I like Mario Kart Wii better than eight, but I mean, Mario Kart eight is very good. good. I don't, no, I don't think I mean, that's true. There are also more characters, and the tracks are very good in Mario Kart Wii. Mm. So I, I don't know. Mario Kart Eight is very good, though. I cannot, yes. I cannot deny its power. I, I my big thing is I never, re- I don't think I ever owned. Mario but also Mario Kart Seven and Mario Kart, uh, it is so good as well. Um, Seven is the 3DS one where like you didn't even have to own, like everyone yes. didn't have to own it, like you could lend it out. And Mario Kart DS is a fucking mm-hmm. masterpiece. The GBA game Mario Kart Super Circuit also a masterpiece. Uh, the 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 one that they released on mobile is uh, terrible. Uh, people like weirdly like that game. I it, I didn't did I didn't really play it. Yeah, it's a gotcha game. It's weird. People play it. It's not getting shut down, and their Doctor Mario game is shutting down. So they are making tons of money off it. Well, people people make bad decisions, <laughs> but uh, I like sixty four. I will one thousand percent admit it is nostalgia for me. Mm. Uh, it's just like I, I had. I think I had it, it on the Super Nintendo, but like I don't know. Like to me, the sixty four is just like if I were to play a Mario Kart, I would probably just go and play the sixty four version. If I was going to play Mario Kart, I would one thousand percent play Mario Kart eight. <laughs> oh, because it, it would be harder for me to set up the Wii version. Sure. Uh, so, so you didn't even buy the Switch. I didn't buy the yeah, Switch version. Yeah, so I'd have to hook up the Wii U or the Wii. So, and, you know, same same difference, I guess. Um, and you would use the same controllers. I would. I guess I would have to. I guess I would choose Mario Kart Wii because it would be a pain in the ass to get the DLC for Mario Kart Eight because I like had it on a USB stick that I don't. It might still be in the Wii U. And now they're like shutting down that store. Oh my God, Nintendo! I should just buy it for the Switch. I. Uh, uh, you're not gonna play it. No, I know, but that's fine. I, I want them to make a new Mario Kart, and they never will. So, oh, they will. I mean, it's gonna be a while because Mario Kart Eight still like it, charts in the top five every week for Switch games sales. Yes, I, but they absolutely will make another one. I don't know if they'll make another one for the Switch. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but like, whatever their next console, we will definitely. That is another baffling decision by Nintendo. I feel that and Mario Party, I feel like, are just the fucking prime candidates for paid DLC. Like they proved it already with Mario Kart Eight. It's some of the best DLC for a Nintendo game that exists, man. They were like, you guys like Zelda and Animal Crossing and F Zero, and I was like, oh my fuck, I love those things. And then they put him in there and it was so sick and he can play as Link now and the stages are so good. And then they were like, we can't do more of that. I was like, I, I, what I want them to do is to get away from it being Mario Kart and just Nintendo Kart, Nintendo Kart. Yeah. Which like they, they were one step away. What get they, Zelda in there. What are they doing to us? Yes, get Zelda in there. Get F-Zero in there. Because they're not going to make another fucking F-Zero game for sure. G- get Animal Crossing in there. Get Punch-Out in there. Who cares? Whatever you've got, Kirby, get him in there. It, but then, like, you have, like, a Hyrule stage or, like, a Hyrule Yeah, and, level. like, the Hyrule stage is fucking sick in Mario mm-hmm. Kart 8. That DLC is so good. The Mute City stage is so good. The Animal Crossing stage is so good. Like, they could do that. But this is about Mario Kart 64, which... yes. Uh, I have to ask, do you honestly think this is a terrible game or do you just not, you think it's a bad Mario Kart? I think it is the worst Mario Kart. 
But does that? Do you still think that that's a bad game? I just don't. Th- I I think that people. This one is one hundred percent nostalgia for people because mm-hmm. if you turned it on, you'd be like, "Oh, the draw distance is somehow less than it is on the Super Nintendo," which is fucking insane. Well, the Super Nintendo version is top down. Yeah, it's it's mode seven, which somehow still looks better than the graphical quality of this game. I will say I have played this semi recently, but you probably, probably played it on an emulator. No, no, you played it on an N64. Yeah. On what? An HDTV? Yeah. Oh, that was probably the worst experience of all time. That would make it look. I, even- I went through. I played every single level and like won them all, and then like had a good time. That makes it even look even worse on an HDTV. Like I, this game makes me want to vomit when I look at it. I will say that. It is one of the worst looking N64 games, I think, because it was early, too. And it just like they had not yet fully unlocked the potential, which somehow they like didn't have that blurry issue in Ocarina of Time and Mario 64. But this game, they still had it. But like also, I don't know. It's just I I didn't ever really have that much fun with this game, I guess. Did you play it more alone? I mean, yeah, but I don't like playing most games with other people. Like, I love playing Mario Kart by myself. Like, I will sit there and play through all of them. You know what I mean? Like, I will go through the stages. I will try to unlock everything and do everything. Whereas, like... Yeah, but, like, you have... Then you don't have a lot of, like, positive memories of, like, the arcade and stuff. I mean, I I have positive memories of arcades. What? No, not arcade. uh, The, um... What is it called? The, like, the... The battle mode? The battle mode. Oh, I've never liked the battle mode in Mario Kart. That's why when people got butthurt that it wasn't good and was like changed in um, Mario Kart 8, I did not care. And people were like, I can't even, it's unplayable. And it's like, what the fuck are you even playing that mode for? And then they fixed Then they fixed it Mm -hmm. in... uh, And by fixing it, they made it more like the 64 version. Well, which is the exact copy of the SNES version. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, the 64 had some really good levels with that, though. It did, but everyone would pick that one stage where there's the four pillars and then you shoot a bunch of shells in the bottom. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just uh-huh. like... I, there's the donut one. There's a donut. There's a donut one. Good. This is like GoldenEye to me, where it's just like, oh boy, we don't know what's happening anymore, do we? Where like, you can like, people will be like, no, GoldenEye's still sick. And it's like, all right, bro. I listen. I am, as I said, this is 100% nostalgia with, for, with me. I would not hand this to like a 10 year old today and be like, you're going to have as much fun as I did. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's never going to happen ever again, because if you don't hand them Minecraft, what are they even going to do? Um, uh, the play Fortnite. Fortnite dance. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're going to do a Fortnite dance. But like, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, this is why Mario Kart stayed successful, right? Like it's it is almost always the highest selling game on every system Nintendo puts out. So like, yes, there is everyone owns Mario Kart 64. Like anyone who had an N64 I would bet 99% of them had a Mario Kart 64. Like it's, I think every Nintendo console has the highest attach rate period. Like usually Mm -hmm. over 50% of all people (laughs) who own a Nintendo console own the Mario Kart game. And like Mm -hmm. uh, 64 was 
I think the reason a lot of people that are our age do that is because of nostalgia is because it's like, this is the one they remember the most growing up or whatever. Yes. And that, that I, I always find that to be interesting because there are kids that are like slightly younger than us that are like, Oh, yo, double dash. And I'm like, Whoa, no. let's not say that. That one, that, <laughs> that one also, like, I think the iteration was bad. You know what I mean? Where it wasn't just like, Hey, we're going to improve the races we're going to like do this weird gimmick where there's like two people on a cart and like that fucks with the items. Just, but like, to me, that's not what Mario Kart's about. I also don't like most of the tracks that they added in that game either. I was going to say, I don't like the tracks and yeah. I don't like I, there. I double dash is my least favorite where you, you, you're, you are. Ghost and, and 64 would be my least favorite and then double dash. But like, those are the only two that I actively don't want to play. Like if someone was going to be like, Hey, do you want to play this? I would be like, Oh no, I don't think so. But like, any other Mario Kart game, I think even the GBA one, which a lot of people don't like, I enjoyed my time with that too. But that's also like, that's really hamstrung by the GBA as well. And it also like, it is closer to the Super Nintendo version than um, the N64 version, just because of graphically what the, the GBA could do. But yeah, like N64 has all those cool tricks that most people know that like you can just skip the mm-hmm. entire course and like do that. And like most people who are our age know all that stuff uh, or like, you know, the course is like the back of your hand. And I think I think that's cool. Like, that's what I like about Mario Kart is like people also people who don't play video games remember Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. So like that, that I always find interesting. Like any rando will just be like, Oh, I love Mario Kart. And you're like, Oh, that's kind of weird, but sure. You know, that, yeah. that, that's fun. Um, yeah. Like I, I still have Mario Kart 64. I still have my, my cartridge. I have weird memories. My dad used to play it. Like I would go to bed and he would stay up playing Mario Kart 64. <laughs> and I thought that was bizarre. Uh, Cause it was like, he usually wouldn't play games or anything. So sure. he, he really liked Mario Kart 64. And so he would play that. Um, and then I think after that games got too complex, he couldn't handle it. Um, Cause yeah, then he got to like drift and snake to be good. It's fucked up. Oh, you're talking specifically the, well, no, you had to drift. You did, in, but uh, you did. 64. But like in the other ones, it became more prominent for people to like, I remember yes. like Mario Kart. Wii. he's like, what the fuck is going on here? He's like, look, man, I learned how to drift. All right. It's, mm-hmm. it's too late for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like, it's weird because I, I don't know that I have anything like specific to say a lot about, about a lot of Mario Karts other than eight. Like I can just oh. think of like general things. Like I eight I could talk about a lot just because of the way the DLC was there. I, the way the stages were set up. Eight is a masterclass in how to make a video. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, Eight is the I, eight is the best, mm-hmm. but I still think I like sixty four more. Which is fair. And I, I mean, like if you grew up with it, like I, mm-hmm. yeah, and, I, and you liked it back then. I mean, it, nostalgia does hold that. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's the same people that like like say that like Halo is their favorite. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily saying Halo is the best first person shooter, like at least today. But mm-hmm. like, it's what they played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I get that type of thing. Yeah. Now the people that are like, no, it's still the best, and nothing will ever surpass it. That, it's like, well, let's let's settle down. Here. Let's settle down. Because um, <laughs> I would say like the Wii wonder, and the Wii U version are better Mario Karts. Uh, but that's I need to look up a list of Mario Kart sixty four sold nine point eight seven million copies for 
that time on that platform, that's insane. I remember seeing the Wii U and it sold like like sixty percent. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Sixty four. I just want to see what the top ten lists. Okay, it was the second most sold N sixty four game. It was uh, it was Mario sixty four, which Mario had 64. almost twelve million people bought that. Which that's crazy. Then, which I just feel like everyone bought like. They bought a 64 and then they bought Super Mario 64. Yes. Well, because it was a launch game. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, exactly. So and it was Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, GoldenEye, then Ocarina of Time, then Smash. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you keep going. Pokemon Stadium, Donkey Kong 64, beat Diddy Kong Racing and Star Fox 64. <sighs> That's fucked up. Um, Banjo-Kazooie was 10th, though. It outsold Pokemon Snap by 20,000 copies. God damn. I mean, that is a better game. I mean, I agree with that, but that's because like 20,000 copies is not a lot. Whereas like Star Fox beat it out by beat Banjo-Kazooie by 400,000 copies. Like that's a lot of copies. I mean, we we love Pokemon Snap for what it is, but like. Well, still, it's the 11th best selling game. It sold more than Majora's Mask and Banjo-Tooie. That's crazy. Pokemon, Pokemon was a big name. That's true. And then, oh man, these are fucking crazy, dude. Also, in this thing, they count Pokemon Stadium and the Japanese version of Pokemon Stadium as separate games. Oh, weird. That makes no sense. The Japanese version is 44th place. Yeah, some, some of these I would not have expected to have sold as many copies as they did. Like, somehow, Hey You Pikachu sold more copies than Kirby 64. But that's probably because Hey You Pikachu was like free at one point because it sucked so bad. And so well, parent, and also parents po- were just like, whatever. Pokemon. Also, like, Pokemon was huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like looking looking at these numbers, man, they're so small compared to like what high end selling games are today. It like blows my fucking mind. Also, I mean, the 64 did not sell. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's true. I think the 64 sold really well. I thought the I thought the PlayStation outsold it. I mean, that's probably true, but I there, I think there were a lot of N64s out there. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was like GameCube levels, but I think the PS1 outsold it. Mm-hmm. The most popular franchises include Pokemon, Zelda, and Donkey Kong, and then Star Wars. It's fucking weird. Yeah, like so many of these are actually first party Nintendo games. I I, I always liked seeing that. Rare and Nintendo, baby. Holding down the top 26 spots. Now I just kind of want to know. I just, I can't believe. Okay. Yes. The PS1, 102 million. They also made like 12,000 iterations of the PS1. Yes. The N sixty four thirty two million. Oh wow, that's that is a lot. That is a big number. <laughs> I thought it was like a huge number. Oh, that is so not fair. I looked at the best selling Wii games. That's oh, yeah. a fun, what a disparity. <laughs> well, yeah, because like because like they they count um, they Wii count sports. Wii Sports, but no, that's fucking buck ass wild Wii Sports sold 82.9 million copies Mario Kart Wii is in second place 
Guess how many? Okay, but yes, guess how many copies Mario Kart Wii sold in comparison? 25. 37 mil. That's a lot. That's 50 million copy difference. Yeah, but like nobody bought Wii Sports. No, I know, but that means that that many Wiis were out there and then 50 mm-hmm. million people were like, I'm good. <laughs> 50 million grandmas were like, I'm going to buy this for my my grandson and I'm going to buy Wii Fit or whatever That's else. That's fucking ludicrous. Hey, Mario. I bet a lot of people bought a Wii and pretty much only played Wii Sports. And like... Oh my god. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has only sold like oh, just kidding. Sold 35 million copies. Oh, I was talking the Wii. I think the Wii U version was like 12. Oh, yeah, it had to be like a copy. Because <laughs> there was only like there was only like yeah, 15 like million 13, like Wii U's. 13 copies would have been like big sales <laughs> numbers on the Wii U. Yeah. That's crazy. So 35 million that's go! Oh my fucking god! Top switch sales. Yeah, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is uh, the numero uno on the Switch. Animal Crossing is so close, only three million away. But yeah, thirty-five million for Mario Kart Eight is buck-ass wild. Mm-hmm. That just means the attach rate is like obscene. Damn, Smash Ultimate outsold Breath of the Wild. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, this, uh, okay. Let's Sword see. and Shield sold outsold Odyssey. Holy fuck. God, PlayStation has actually been very consistently, like, very good with their sales. Oh, yeah. Because the PS2, 155 million. Oh, well, that was, that was, like, the best selling console of all time. Although, like, the, the Nintendo DS is 154. The DS so is buck wild, and I still don't understand how they reached that attach rate. The 3DS also had a very high mm, sales. Uh, it, it, but, like, the PlayStation is first, and then they're fourth with the PlayStation 4, which is still technically still going. Mm-hmm. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh is the PS3 because it eventually did outsell the 360. And then, as I said, the PlayStation 1 is at 102 million. So they have the, the one, the four, and the two that sold all over 100 million. Where is the Vita? Uh, we don't talk about the Vita. <laughs> The Vita is below the Wii. U. How many did it sell? Ten to fifteen estimate. No, the, uh, more people own Mario Kart sixty four than own a Vita. It's sad. How this happened? God, yeah, the sixty four did not. It's weird. Like you would think. Like I feel like so many people had sixty fours, and then you see that the the PlayStation had three times as many so many people made the right choice out there (laughs) well but also like the it's weird because like the playstation had a lot more like a lot a lot more games on it just because it was technically more powerful and you could hold more so like developers made all kinds of third-party bullshit came out on the playstation whereas like it was nintendo wasn't as friendly with like letting you just like put whatever you wanted on there so and it was also, I mean, like, I th- it was very forward thinking with it being CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, yes, like it had like long load times and stuff, but yeah, and uh, but I mean, at that time, it was like fucking mind blowing, you know. Yes, yes, and like it came out a year before the sixty four. Yeah, and like it looked better and sharper, and a lot of three D mm-hmm. things too. It had better music because it just had higher storage quality to store higher quality tracks. Like it, it had a lot going for it, and like I think in the long run there were games being produced for the PlayStation long after there were games being produced for the N64. Yes. And and, and then like the PS2, I think it also helped. It helped that like people bought it and they're like, this is just a DVD player. Yes. Uh, Where like even the PlayStation one, I remember listening to CDs on my PlayStation. You could do that. Mm -hmm. You could not on your N64. No, 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 no. But yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's all I got. I like I said I don't have a lot of specific things to say about we Mario. We got Kart. off. Track we did, but really I mean like I, there's only so much you can yeah. say about Mario Kart 64. It's a Mario Kart yeah, game. Yeah. It was on the N64. It sold a lot of copies for the time. People really it like is, it if it was the one they played when they were at their Mario Kart Prime, which like it it is, people could say that. It, I would put it top 5 most blinded by nostalgia games of all time. That's probably true. I, I would say like that Final Fantasy Golden Seven, Eye. Goldeneye. A lot of games what? that came, like Even, a lot of games that came out around that time. I think. I feel like Final Fantasy Seven would be easier to go back to just because it's turn. Just because it's turn based and like it has a plot, yeah. Whereas Gold uh, like, Goldeneye is like control. That's where it's like, yes. oh no. Whereas like Mario Kart, I is still like a perfectly Mario Kart sixty four is still a perfectly playable game. You know, like you could still yes. go back to that and have fun. Whereas like if you went back to Goldeneye now, you'd be like, oh, and you've played a shooter in the past couple mm-hmm. of years, decade even, you'd be like, oh, whoa, this even feels if you've like never played another. If you haven't played another shooter since then, I think you would still be like, mm. <laughs> you know what? I made a mistake. I made, as a yeah, kid. Uh, I made a mistake. I mean, like, I get it. At the time, it was top of the mm-hmm. line action. It was the good shit. But but at this point, like, there is no reason to go back to 64 other than nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just, as we said, just, if you have a Switch, just buy the newest one. Buy the newest one, always. And yeah, that's one of the ones, like, where that, that holds true you know whereas like mm-hmm. i get why someone would like mario tennis on the n64 but not like what mario tennis is now because it's like it's more complex like there's a lot more going on whereas like mario kart is like you race a fucking go-kart yeah. you pick 50 100 or 150 cc and you let it rip you, or you even Yoshi. like i think it, uh like brought away like super smash brothers like i get why people still play melee yes or but whereas like Mario Kart is one of those series where it's just like mm-hmm. this is so iterative that it just like it is, you know. And it's also like more casual. Mm-hmm. I mean, with things like the blue shell and rubber banding, like it is not something that you should take super competitive. Yes, that is true. Uh, once you start taking it too seriously, you're going to have a bad time. And then you start playing 200cc. Then the new one and you're... Oh. The new one is tough if you get back. If you get like pushed into the middle, like it's you rough. are done. Yeah, it's you're toasted. You gotta really, you gotta really win. So yeah, like N64. I'm trying to think. I Double Dash might have been the first one that had the like really comeback mechanic action. In terms of like when it, I remember it being like, oh, this seems really weird. 
I don't know. I remember the 64 one being easy to come back. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Double Dash was the first one where it was like, this is kind of weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's Mario Kart. Mario Kart's mm. good, man. I don't know. We talked about PlayStation one sales. I don't know. This is whatever the fuck it's about <laughs> video games. It's a podcast. You want to hear about video games? You come to the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I got. Um, Mm -hmm. next week we're going to do the top 10 games of 2008. Mm -hmm. Your, your favorite. Uh, and yeah, uh, as always, the theme song is sting operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out and we will be back next week. Peace out. Peace out.